Okay, go. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mysteries of Vaseline. I am Judah Eisenman. I will be your single host today, and I am joined by an extremely special guest. But first, this week we are sponsored by the Yiras Shemaim Bain. Are you having trouble showing your Yiddishkeit, and are too many of your buttons unbuttoned? Try buttoning your Yiras Shemaim Bain. It will immediately help you with the Shiduchim and the Parnassas, and you will probably look more from the Yiras Shemaim Bain co-sponsored by all the YU rabbis. Okay, this week's guest is uh, a very special guest. He's also uh, one of the, one of the, the only other participant in the uh, Smicha Med School program, the new Smicha Med School program. He's a unique alcohol collector, and he told me once that he had Yaakov Kebab three times in one day, and he had two Menachemaz, and he didn't throw up. This is Ethan Gibson. This week is my guest, Ethan Gibson. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to have you on. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, wow. What a, what it's, I'm not going to say it's an honor, but it's, it's nice to be here. Is this your first podcast that you've ever done? This is my first podcast I've ever done. I was asked to produce a podcast, which I agreed to, but I didn't know how to produce a podcast. So it never ended up happening, but... Uh, I guess I guess that counts. Well, so, so I, I ask you that because I happen to know that you love listening to podcasts, or I at do. least a couple of podcasts. So, a, you yeah, know, you also know the history of podcast producers. They usually just don't know what they're doing, and then they go. And, and then they, they figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that was how I did it, too. That's what medical school is. I like haven't also. edited a single podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone to a single class, so you medical go. school, Ooh. podcasting. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Um, I noticed you went to that first class and they were like, wow, this isn't for me. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the text message on that first day when you're like, wow, this is a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, every time I end up going to class, the same thing happens. I sit down and I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe it'll be worth it this time. And then Judah usually gets a text... Like five minutes into five the minutes five minutes into class, I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> yeah. This was a waste of time. Well, you can always do. We had someone in our class. I forget who it was. Who just twenty minutes in, they just stood up, packed all their stuff, and walked right out. Sitting in the front yeah. row, they just walked right out. In, and I thought that was brave. In college, I used to some. I why you some teachers were like more. Um, like they took personal offense when students didn't come to class. So like they like give you quizzes and stuff to make people show up. So I'd show up to class, except I'd just bring in a pencil to class and leave my backpack outside the class. So I'd get up after a quiz or whatever, after they take attendance, and then I'd just walk outside, pick up my backpack, and go home. Well, yeah. There you go. There are a lot of tricks. Yeah. We had something like that in college, too. Let's go on, because we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. First, we have our mystery of Batkalim. Oh, um, that's fine. Uh, we have our mystery of Batkalim. Um, and our mystery this week pertains to recent events. We just had a group of Yeshiva Bachrim mm-hmm. just come right in to Batkalim. Uh, biggest of surprise, biggest of surprise to us and to them, and they just showed up at Minion pretty much, um, asking if anyone was from New York. Um, as New Yorkers do. <laughs> yeah, as New Yorkers do, yeah. as they want to do. This isn't the first time though. Someone else reportedly spotted a bunch of seminary girls, girls looking for the beach one time, uh-huh. and someone else has seen other Yeshiva Bachrim wandering around. The, uh, the beach side. Why do you think, this week's mystery, why do you think so many random American yeshiva, and se- yeshiva guys and seminary girls just end up wandering the beaches of Batkalim? What makes this place unique? Uh, what makes Batkalim unique is a great question. Um, I think they, you know, between 
Pesach and Shavuos in, uh, at least from my experience in Yeshiva, it was always just like, it's the end of the year, it's kind of hefker. So uh, I think they're just looking for places to go. And uh, they they heard about a, a nice beach in Haifa, and that's where they, sh- that's where they ended up. Okay, because one of our professors told me that this was the worst beach in Haifa. But I think it's, I'm all in. I... As I think it's great. The resident of Bakalim, there are no other beaches in Haifa. Yeah, so there you go. Bakalim Beach also, is the only beach for me. I've been told very cheap, which is like, you know, that's uh, the big that thing. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, when I was in Yeshiva, that was pretty much what I was looking for. Checks out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like, we looked for stuff and it was like, oh, okay, this one's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. If it was near seminaries, that was a plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, well, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. The, the cheapness, great beach. What about Hashem? Um, well, we have a real reason for why we're here, which is to discuss this new minion. There's a new minion in the Heights. People are saying it might rejuvenate the Heights because the Heights has been dead for a while. Um, Who says the Heights has been dead for a while? <laughs> it's, that's the, listen, I... It's probably been dead since uh, November of last year, which is oh, around fine. when I left. Yeah, so that, okay. Yeah, that that's, a, that's a bit of a humble brag. Yeah, <laughs> from what I've heard. It's just, listen, you know, from reports. I heard, I heard everyone my age has been leaving for the past 10 years. Oh, past ten years. Okay, well, because that's ever, generally the trend of the heights is people come and then yeah. They, and I they heard leave. ever since Rosalovich died, this place hasn't been the same. Well, you know, that's all. Yeah. But it hasn't been the same. That same. The, it's just been going down ever since then. You yeah. know, just more Dominicans moving in and just everything. But there's they say there's this new minion that might rejuvenate the heights. They're calling it there. It's a young professional minion, but it's on the Bennett side of Mount Sinai. Okay. Um, okay. I want to ask you about the, your experience because you have experience creating a new minion in, uh, in the Heights in particular. Walk, me th- walk us through the background of how you started that minion, why you started the minion, and then, you know, like, give them some advice how they might make their minion successful. Um, so our minion, it wasn't, I wasn't the only one. I mean, there was, there was nine other guys, obviously, in the beginning. Uh, uh, started, started, started on Shavuos, yeah. Started on Shavuos. Um, there's, there were only two shoals um, that had things going on on Shavuos. One of them was Gluck, the main base medrash, and the other one was uh, Shank, which was, which I guess is the de facto uh, young professionals meeting in the Heights up until this new one, yeah. apparently. Well, we'll see. We'll see, yeah, we'll see. It could fail, it could succeed, who knows. Yeah, so um, I had never been in the Heights for one of the Shalosh Regalim, this is the first time I was there, but my friends had told me that they were in Shank the previous year, and it wasn't for them, and... Gluck isn't really for, uh, Gluck's very specific type of, uh... It's more yeshivish? It's more yeshivish also, okay. it's... Longer davening? Longer, yeah, more yeshivish, longer davening, okay, you know. Cool, it's, yeah. You, know, it's people... you don't need to beat around the bush. Okay, yeah. We're open here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, listen, I hate yeshivish davening. Boom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, apparently, year before at Shank, like, they did some singing during Hallel at Nate's after being up all night at Shavuos, which, you know, understandably... That's my walkout turn. Yeah, people, apparently people walked out, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I've only walked out of one minion ever in my life. It's not that, but it's when someone's saying too much on Friday night for Pesach, on yeah. night of Pesach. That okay. was in a halal, but I, I would have walked out for that too. Um, yeah, so I thought, why not? You know, we, we talked, like me and a few of our friends, we were all sitting uh, sitting together, we were learning in the same area on Shavuos night, so we, we decided why not try and get a few more people and make our own minion in uh, the Morg, Morg dorm building, Morgenstern. Uh, Residence hall. They have, there's a, a shul in the basement, and they don't use it on uh, Shabbos or Yantif. It's really just for minyanim during the week. So we figured, why not just go there and make our own minion? 
So uh, we learned the laning over the night. We split it up, learned the laning, and then we got 11 people, I think, and we made our own minion. And then it just kind of took off from there. We decided to do, do it again the next Shabbos, and we slowly got more people, 15, 20 people. And then after that, we eventually had around 40, 50 people coming consistently every week. Um, and then we had our, like our, the smaller group of friends, the founding, founding members circle. We had our own uh, kiddush every week. We rotated yeah. people's apartments, and it was uh, we went we went on runs to Costco to get uh, to get alcohol for the kiddush. It was a lot of fun. And uh, from what I've heard, after I left, um, they pretty much the main the other Shabbos meeting in the Heights normally happens in Reuben residence hall, and um, they didn't have a Balcora this year, so they heard about this minion in the morgue. And uh, it got ended up getting put on the Wayu's Manim official list, and then they kind of just, they, since there was no Balcor and Ruben, they just stopped having Minion there, and then turned the Minion we started in Morg into the main uh, Shabbos Minion. Well, well, and that's out of the heights, and then... So now it gets like right, so 200, now, 300 people? Yeah, but like that now, my friends that, you know, that are still in the heights that helped start the Minion are... Kind of like this isn't what we wanted anymore. We wanted to keep it under the radar, so now they're like, "Oh, why don't we make another breakaway?" <laughs> That's pretty much how it happens. So, yeah. There you go. How much did the kiddush that you did afterwards? How much did it help, like, keep the minion intact? Uh, it definitely made sure that we had at least like fifteen, twenty people a week. People the kiddush, yeah. Who who's allowed to come to the kiddush? Was it like it was open to anyone? I mean, like, but it, when two hundred people started showing up, you didn't. Oh, I was I was gone already at that point. I'd already left. But like, when from. forty people were there, you would like tell everyone. We'd, we'd, we'd say there's a kiddush, whatever. But like, we didn't know most of the people there. Just like word of mouth, the people heard about this minion that started at nine o'clock and finished at ten twenty. Okay. No speech, <laughs> and uh, really a great Balcora was sp- speed demon. So uh, shout out Nathan. Yeah, so <laughs> people just showed up, and then, you know, we definitely had some, like, some people who came to the Kiddush that weren't part of our friends group, but there was uh, at least, like, 15 people there every week oh, that's pretty at awesome. the Kiddush. Okay, yeah. so, like, you, the Kiddush kind of helped, like... Kept a nucleus, yeah. a consistent Make nucleus sure of the minion, coming. yeah. All right, what's, what's your advice? So the way the new young professional minion in Mount Sinai works is they, like, daven in the base of Mount Sinai. They have their own, like, Kiddush. And it's like a young professional kiddush, and it's like sponsored independently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like everyone can come to the kiddush, anyone can come to the minion naturally, because it's right. like whatever. I think they start at like nine something, or like eight forty-five or nine fifteen or whatever. Uh-huh. If do you have any advice for them, and like I think they end by like end at eleven, maybe at eleven fifteen, whatever. Right. What's your advice to help them? Like based on you having started success, having started a successful minion, I'd call you now a minion savant. <laughs> I'd okay. say you're trailblazer, minion trailblazer. I'd say you're a breakaway minion leader. Um, no, trailblazers, they're not doing too well. I'd, okay. I'd call you, I'd call you, I'd call you a warrior. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> a, a minion warrior, a uh, breakaway warrior. Uh, what's your advice to this new breakaway minion for them to be successful? Um, listen, listen to your congregants. I think so. One of the main reasons we didn't like going to Shank was that they. Their start time always fluctuated every week. Either it was eight thirty or eight forty-five, depending on Zmanim. But um, we, even if you started at nine, you'd always get Tashmona straight before Zman Tefila, and everyone, like everyone that came to the breakaway, was just very adamant that we just get one start time and keep it at that. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely just listen to 
the, the, the congregants and what they're uh, they're looking for. That definitely would uh, would go a long way. Mm, yeah. yeah. Consistency. Okay. Hmm. Um, what's it called? So you're you're caught, you're you're about the beach life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Grew up, in, grew up in San <laughs> what, Diego. What's the beach? And you're on the beach life now. Yeah. So this is my first beach life. But what's the difference between beach life here and beach life there? Um, definitely a difference in the beach goers. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, so most of the beach goers are naked Russians here. Right. So that doesn't happen there. Uh, They're not Russian. Definitely. I mean, they, they could be, but you wouldn't know. They're Dominican, not Dominican. No, They're... just regular uh, American. Oh, usually, American. there's a lot. There's a large uh, Latino community yeah. in San Diego, just because it's close to the border. But it's a lot of tourists also. Um, but San Diego is known for its beaches, so there's it's a lot of them, and they're a lot bigger than the beach here. Um, the beach here is kind of annoying because when you go in the water, it's just rocks under your feet. Like, uh, the beach in San Diego, you go in it's sand, you can actually walk without slicing your feet up, which is yeah. nice. Um, and then another difference is the, the, the waves. The waves here, I think, just because it's the Mediterranean Sea, uh, I'm not really sure how it, how it works. But like you literally surf. You surf. A lot, there's yeah. a lot less waves here than there are in a regular ocean. Okay. Give me like an inside deep though, like something like unique like to Israel beaches that's like an etiquette that's in Israel beaches that they don't have in American beaches or like vice versa. Because I assume there's more etiquette in American beaches. Yes. Than there are in Israel Definitely. beaches. Definitely. Like what's, a, what's an etiquette like that's lacking here that they need to pick up? Like All, so, all etiquettes? Anything. Like, oh, no, give me, give me all, like two. Give all me, etiquettes are oh, lacking. Give me like two. <laughs> <laughs> it's Israel. What well, fine. No, no, no. That's like saying, listen, every single line etiquette needs right. to be picked up in Israel. No, yeah. like give me, give me something unique. Give me like uh, two or three things. Uh, like, oh, smoking okay. on the beach, definitely. Uh, is, you can't uh, do that in America. No, you cannot do that in America. Oh, that's a big one. Um, yeah, and it's definitely, uh, definitely a big one. Um, I never, I mean, I see that that like they they have lifeguard towers here, but I've never actually seen a lifeguard. So I don't know oh, what <laughs> what that situation is. I mean, maybe, maybe they're just in the tower, but they're I not. just don't see them. No, the answer is they're not. Yeah, so that's a, <laughs> it's a big difference. If you drown, what you should do is run to the naval base and have yeah, that. Right. I'd probably say that's your um, best bet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's definitely a big one. Um, All right, solid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I kind of guess, like, etiquettes will be different in Israel than America. It's good to know, like, you know, some of the little things. Yeah. They make, they make a difference. <laughs> All right, we also, we have two more segments. First one, competing podcast alert. RZ Weekly is a new, uh, a new modern earth. I don't know what type of podcast it is. I don't know how they identify. Uh, but they had a big Game of Thrones feature where they're like, yo, Game of Thrones is bad for the Jews. This podcast. What is uh, RZ Weekly? It's ours. It's like supported by. It's like in podcast with two rabbis and a flo, two a rabbi, a rabbinite, and like a philosophical doctor. From YU? No, I don't think so. so. He's it's like random. A, they're all, all Israeli. Okay. Yeah, or like you know, Olim Olim Yeshanim. Okay. Um, uh, what's it called? But they don't support the Game of Thrones. This this podcast supports Game of Thrones, where we think it's good for the Jews. Where are you on? Where are you in the Game of Thrones? Is good for the Jews or bad for the Jews? Line, uh, kind of in between. Okay. Say, and uh, but, well, also, who are you voting for for the throne? Because this podcast was Team Stark. That's just because, you know, percentages. Like if you're betting, then right. you, you have the play, highest percentage. You gotta play the odds. I right? mean, you like if you count Jon Snow as a Stark, then you just got like four Starks. 
right. so it makes sense to be Team Stark. Well, we're, this is being taped after the finale has aired, yeah, so, well, so well, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, I... If you haven't seen it yet, that's on you, but... Uh, <laughs> it is on you. Um, also, yeah. if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, we haven't either, don't worry. Yeah, Spira. Um, oh, Hashem. Uh, yeah, so Bran, Bran, Brandon Stark, Bran the, Bran the Broken, is, uh, is on the Iron Throne. Okay, cool. I, Wait, uh, the Iron Throne got burnt. Whatever, he's the king. He's Iron on the throne. fake Iron Throne. He's they on built a, a new one. The, I don't know if they didn't show if they built a new one or not, but Maybe he's the like king. Copper. Which is kind of ridiculous. Um, well, he's broke. I saw a quote today that the actor who plays Bran, um, when he got the script, he thought it was a joke. Like they were pulling a prank on him. Oh, like Tom Holland almost. They, yeah, he thought it was like a joke <laughs> script. They're pulling a prank on him. Like, you're going to be the king. And then he's like, oh, oh wait, this is, you're serious. This is real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're serious. This is how it's That's actually hilarious. So that just goes to show. <laughs> That's like Tom Holland going like Spider-Man in space. What? Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh shoot, this is real." Yeah, it's just uh, not the ending. I think I don't think it's the ending anyone wanted. And even I mean, the the character, the actor who plays Bran, obviously would. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He kind of just just was sitting on the sidelines for the last like four seasons, and then swooped in and. Vultured the throne, so well, it's like uh Hold on, there's a good analogy for that somewhere. I like, saw a lot of someone what, sits on the sidelines. I saw a lot of memes today. It's like the guy that you know is like a a uh, mm. doing a group project, mm. and he like does nothing, and then still gets the A plus. Mm, Kyle Lowry did. Yeah, he just, you know, just, he's just just there for the ride. Took took oh, well, yeah, took the credit when they went. Yeah, Boom. exactly. There you go, Kyle Lowry did. Um, yeah. So yeah, Wait, which, my, team, I mean, which team were you? Were you Team Stark? I Arya is my favorite character. She has been for the last like four seasons. She's got the no faces, so, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was Team Stark. Um, okay, fine. That makes sense. You played the played the odds. Way to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, my favorite season was I think it was season four, or season five, because Bran just wasn't in the show that season. And I loved it because he's he's so annoying. Because oh, he's a bit. Uh, he's just so boring. He's a bit narpy. He's just shout out to Cuban Martyr. What are you doing, man? He's just so boring. He's a bit narpy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, wait, but you think I think it's good for the Jews? But listen, we're this is a pro pro Game of Thrones kind I'd of say, podcast. I'd say after season three, it's definitely good for the Jews. Before but, season okay. three, there's definitely an argument to be made. It's that not is bad so, for the Jews. From a uh, from a Sneas, uh, standpoint, there's, you, a, there's a lot of nudity. Did you read the books? I'm in the middle. I'm so, past the middle. I'm towards the, the last quarter of the fourth book. Are the books good for the Jews? The books are pretty good, yeah. Oh, books are good for the Jews. Yeah, okay, cool. Fine. So let's stick to the books. Depends on how vivid your imagination is. But. It's basically... <laughs> my imagination exists to imagine what type of diseases people have, and I imagine that, and then I think of it. Okay, That's how so, vivid my imagination sure. is. Cool. Good. Books, good. books would be good. good. If, you, if you like fantasy books, there's a... From what I've heard, a lot of people have chlamydia in Game of Thrones. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, solid. Okay. <laughs> All right, last segment. We got a last segment, so we got a segment alert. We have a new se- we have a returning segment. Top three, and then this one because you're a beach bro. We ask you top three craziest things you've seen on a beach. We do Bakaling Beach, but it's not that crazy. Hmm. What are the top three craziest things you've seen on any beach? Okay, having lived the beach life. Um. I'd say uh, number three would be um, just beach, a couple beach goers. Um, one of them being here in Bakalim. Uh He's there a lot. Oh. It's this guy. He's kind of a hefty man, you know, living his best life. 
whatever. He's got these super long um, bathing, like swim trunks. It's, it's not a Speedo, which is nice, but they yeah. they just don't fit him. They're just way too big, which is ironic because he's a big guy himself. <laughs> and he's got no shirt, and then he wears like a sailor's hat, like a white captain, the captain of a ship hat. Okay. Just, just walking around the Bacalene Beach, which is... Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do you, man. Listen, but... the the worst are the fat Russians who who cover their speedo with their belly. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, is yeah, the yeah. worst. <laughs> but okay, so, yeah. fine. And yeah. then also on, on that note, I was um, there's a lot of hiking trails near uh, one of the beaches in San Diego. Um, there's like a lot of cliffs, and um, I had some friends from uh, friends that I made in Traga came to San Diego for a week this summer after Sun Olive and. Um, most of them were from, from New York. They, most of them had never been to San Diego before, so a couple of my friends and I took them hiking on a trail, and then we ended up, and the trail came out onto a beach, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> onto a beach called Black's Beach, which the northern section of Black's Beach is a nude beach, but um, we didn't know how far north that was. Uh, apparently, we were north enough when we came, when we came out of the trail. <laughs> And some of these guys are just like coming, coming right out of Shana Aleph. They're like on the the post Yeshiva High. Oh yeah. Like this is the starkest summer of their lives. And like they walk. thought about going Shana Bet strongly. Yeah, I mean, okay. a, a lot of them actually did go Shana Bet. Half year, like, half year doesn't count. Okay, yeah, half year. I guess. Okay, well, half year, half counts. Yeah. Um, yeah, we came out of the trail onto onto a nude beach, but Ooh. it's not like it is in like the movies, like Euro Trip or whatever. It's really just a bunch of old guys. Wow. With well, no no pants on, which is a disturbing sight, disgusting. nonetheless. Either way, yeah. <laughs> can't believe you went to nude beach. Where'd you go? Uh, right yeah. after Shaga. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so that that would be number three. I'd say number two would be um, actually it's past Pesach. I was home in San Diego for Pesach and went to the beach and I saw a dog surfing on a mm. surfboard. It was it's pretty cool. It's like you see these like viral videos on like Facebook or whatever. The, like dog surfing. Well, there's, get a there's, there's more than one out there. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's hard to cat like get on on camera because I was like sitting in a beach chair. Also, I wasn't, it wasn't going to go get closer to the water because I'm not going to get out of my chair, you know, on the beach. Yeah. Well, but it was well, pretty cool, dog surfing. Um, and then I'd say cool. number one would be um, under the water. It's, it's like an entire different world. Um, I was uh, I've swam with with wild dolphins before, and uh, also yeah, in San Diego, we just out in the ocean, and then there's just a bunch of dolphins jumping out of the water next to you. It's, just like right there. Yeah, it's That's crazy. crazy. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Like, and you just jump in with them. I mean, you don't. They're too like I. I didn't try and touch them because you never know. But they're wild animals. Also, they're, like, yeah. there's no way I could catch any of them. They're like crazy fast. Yeah. Um, Were you scared of getting eaten by orcas? Um, no. Because I've watched. Like that's my my list of rankings of YouTube videos I watch: Monster Bug Wars, animals eating each other, and then basketball highlights. Okay. Um, and so I see. I think orcas eat dolphins, from what I've been told. Orcas eat anything. They're okay. ki- killer whales. So oh. you weren't scared of getting eaten by orcas? No, they're they're huge. So I wasn't in deep enough water for an okay. orca. If if the orca was where I was, it was beached. All that's right. uh, <laughs> okay. Orcas are a massive. I watched a lot of videos. Have you been to SeaWorld? No. Okay, so you gotta. I mean, they don't. They don't do it anymore. But uh, well, because an Asian guy, like, right? Shamu, yeah. I mean, I think more than one Shamu trainer died. But, okay. Um, yeah, and then like the whole. There's a movie called Blackfish, I think. 
I know, it was I about watched, like the I, cruelty, I Free Willy. cruelty of SeaWorld or whatever. Okay. But uh, yeah, Shamu was—he's—they're massive, massive animals. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Another time, I've—I've I've been snorkeling uh, with sharks, like not nothing crazy, like leopard sharks. They're harmless, but they're still pretty big, and they. That's freaky. Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> see a lot in the stingrays. I've seen an eel. Um, That's crazy. Seen a bat ray. I don't know it's like a stingray, you know, but it like flaps and it looks like it's like gliding. It's like flapping giant wings, kind of. I don't know. Whatever. It sounds like you took one of those things where like some person combines the first part of a Jewish last name and the second part <laughs> and just put it together. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you took a bat man and a stingray. And yeah, bat ray. There you go. I mean, like, so like new, goes... his newest vehicle, an underwater Batman, uh, underwater Batmobile. Yeah, pretty much. When someone said, tells me that their name is Schwarzenstein, I just go, okay. You just <laughs> Schwarzenstein, <laughs> yeah. Goldberg. Uh, you put two last names together and you just made a new one. Um, <laughs> Fine, whatever. Yeah, actually, in a lot, I saw a. Um, I think they're uh, called uh, tiger fish. It was dead though. They're like super poisonous. Okay. That was pretty crazy. Not okay. really cool looking fish. You should sure. Google it. All right. I might after this. Everyone, you should Google it. But either way, I think that wraps it up. Thank you for joining me, Ethan. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah. It's a pleasure.